It's a good show. Hi, this is your old friend Dave Alvin, and right this second, you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with your pal Andras Jones. Radio 8 Ball will give us a shake. Here in the studio, Questions to songs which we randomly select with our friends singing the city. Radio Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, here in the studio at the record company in Boston, Massachusetts, with our musical guest, Katie Jones. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Katie. Thank you so much. Hi. Yeah, this has been, we're getting We're getting down to the end. This is our last, our last guest before we get to your question. So sad. And that guest is Haley Sabella. Thank you for having me. Now, Katie already told us, or told me, that you are a fellow songwriter. Is that how the two of you know each other? Yeah. Yeah, I think we originally met at a, like, remember the, like, nine songwriters thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I don't even remember what that place is called in Cambridge. Uh... Let's okay. It was like my favorite place to dance ever. It's so sad that it closed down. It was called Tommy Doyle's. Ah yes. But my friend group affectionately called it the Dusty Rose. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> but that is where we met. And what there was a nine songwriter. So there was like songwriter in the round type thing, or nine songwriters in a row. I think that was the second one. I think it was like nine. everyone played two songs. So it was this guy who put together these, like, he would go to a, a city and find eight other songwriters in addition to himself and, like, put on these acts and everyone would play, I think, like, two songs. And, yeah, we were we were both on the on the bill. And I remember thinking, I feel like, I always feel like kind of like an ass for saying this, but, like, it was, like, a lot of, like, oh, I don't, you know, these people aren't that great. There's, like, whatever. And then I was like, oh, who is that? She's so good. Yeah. I want to play with her. <laughs> That's pretty much how those things work. I mean, you got to figure part of that is is about quality, but also part of that is just like what you jibe with. Like yeah. there could be could have been someone who was great, but who was just playing something that you're just not into. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and I it's music it's a, art is so subjective. So it's not like I'm like saying like I am better than you. It's just like I was like really digging what what she was doing. I'll and tell you it's one, one of the great joys as a songwriter finding someone else who you're like a fan of who's mm-hmm. like right there on the bill with you and is like, oh, this is great. We're going to get to talk. <laughs> Absolutely. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, we actually just played a show together last night. Oh, really? Um, in, in Cambridge. You are so busy. I am very busy. Wait, wasn't last night the night you were at the, you were, no, you were DJing. DJing, the, that was Friday. Friday night. Yeah. And then last night you went and played a show. I did. After we spoke. Yes. Got yes. it. Yeah. Wow. Marathon weekend. It has been a marathon weekend. And did you a show earlier today too? I did the my lead church music. Oh, okay. Yeah. From Got like it. eight to two. So I'm gonna I'm really excited to sleep. Okay. Well Yeah. Well Haley released a record, was it April? Mm-hmm. It's called Forgive the Birds. Mm-hmm. It's really quite amazing. I've been jamming out to it all summer. Why do the ver- the birds need to be forgiven? What have they done? What did they do? You know, um, I have a I have a joke answer and I have a real answer. Oh, you <laughs> probably get you that like? question a lot. Okay, how about the joke answer? Well, uh, it was an eighth grade field trip outdoors. I was wearing a black jacket. Say no more. Yeah, it was very rude. I think they only say birds poop on you for good luck as a consolation to a thirteen year old who was so embarrassed on her eighth grade field trip. I actually don't technically hold it against those birds. But what's the real answer? Well, in context of the song, um, the reason why I have a joke answer is because it's a little complex, but um, the song says, um, I pardon the fish who swim, I forgive the birds that fly, it's the people who walk around like me, I can't seem to let go. Um, Ugh, so, so that's, um, it's easier to to allow other people to be who they are if they are very different from you. Mm-hmm. But if you hold them to a standard that you would hold yourself to, I think that's a more challenging uh, oh, yeah. wrong to work through. Yeah. No, that's very, that is a, a true dynamic, that's for sure. I, I hope maybe we can get one of those, maybe we can even put that song, throw that song at the end of this podcast so oh, awesome. our yeah. listeners can hear it. Cool. That'd, That'd be, be great. great. You get this format. You've seen, when I told you about it, your eyes lit up. You were so excited, so I'm I, I'm super excited to hear what your question is for the Pop Oracle. Um, I don't have one prepared, so let's see what comes out. Um, something that's been really on my mind is how do I make decisions from a place of abundance instead of a place of scarcity? Hmm. Yeah. Those two things have been heavy on my mind. How to make your decisions from a place of abundance as opposed to a place of scarcity? It's a great question. Mm. Was I, was Lindsay just talking about that? Someone would literally just used that phrase. It's like a theme today. Hmm. I think it may have, may have been the last guest. Yeah, yeah I think so. Oh, that's such a good question. So mm. we're down to two songs left on the board. They are song number one, Honey, I Do, and song number three, Wild Thing. And we are, uh, we, we've used the wheel of eight and we are, we're done with that. We have used the Radio 8 cards. We're done with that. We are now down to our, to using the binary musical divination tool. You may know it as a coin. Oh, and there's a coin right there in front of you. And I'm going to, if you wouldn't mind, it, if it lands on heads, it will be... Song number one, Honey, I Do, is the answer to the question. And if it lands on tails, it'll be song number three, Wild Thing. Wild Things. Wild Things. Wild Things. So, now, to engage the Pop Oracle, you get to flip the Radio 8 coin. 
Looks like it's Tails. Song number three, Wild Things. How do you make your decisions from a place of abundance as opposed to a place of scarcity? Here we go. too good letting go I keep the letters that you wrote me in a box under my window and I sometimes read them in the dim light of the evening wonder what it was that made you feel like leaving for the wild things I got a neighbor she's 85 She said, honey, I don't feel like I'm living life I'm just existing, waiting on the next Big snow-covered morning I said, Barbara, don't you lean into despair I have come in through the garden And there's signs of life out there Among the wild things Turning of the year feels like it creeps in with the cold, but you remind me that there's beauty in expanse. Well, I remember how to free my legs to dance among the wild things. When I'm old and when I'm gray, when I've all my days behind me and of all my words to say. Would you lay me down to rest among the meadows? Watch me smile as I leave you and I'm headed for the wild things.
Jones, the answer to Haley's question. How can she make her decisions from a place of abundance as opposed to a place of scarcity? So, Katie, you want to tell us a little bit a little bit about the background of that song? Yeah. Well, first of all, I have to say that when I asked Haley to be on this on as one of my guests, I was like, I hope I get wild things when she's here. <laughs> so this just feels really exciting. Why, why is why why is that? Because it's my favorite Katie Jones song. Oh, well, well it, yeah. Well, that you have expressed that, and also like, so Haley is also a farmer, and like the song is very much. So I wrote the song I wrote at, um, based off of my favorite. Um, there's this poet and author and uh, farmer named Wendell Berry. And um, he has a, a poem called The Peace of Wild Things. And it's one of my favorites. And so I, I wrote the song kind of based off that. And I don't know if we've ever, like, ta- like I feel like we've talked about Wendell Berry. Yeah. And, the, like, Haley's, like, definitely a kindred spirit in, in, in that I'm, like, I think you love Wendell Berry. Or if you don't, like, you you embody all the things that I think are nice and good about him and um just like being connected to like the earth and I think that shows up in a lot of my songs but this song in particular so um but yeah I I wrote it about that uh yeah I don't know I it was I oftentimes will kind of write a song around a theme and explore it in different ways in, in in different stanzas so the idea was like thinking about what does it mean for something to be wild and I kind of wanted to look at like different ways. So sometimes it might be like something leaving you. Um, and like maybe like the beyond is the wild thing. And then sometimes it might be like the thing that's in front of you. And like, though, I don't know. I feel like it's sometimes it's all like there's like this idea that like, oh, to like I have to go off and do a wild thing. And I think that can be true. Um and then sometimes it's like maybe the wild thing that I'm doing is like the thing right in front of me or like just like being out in the garden or like telling my landlord who just broke her hip that she's like not going to be miserable forever. But that like it's sunny outside and like maybe that's mm. like just as wild as like, I don't know, thinking about like what's beyond like when we die. So, right. Yeah, that was what kind of was behind it. And but I have heard Haley talk about um liking it. So I was like, "Oh, I hope I I feel like whatever question she asks, like what it'll be nice." So, I'll stop talking. <clears throat> so, 
Haley, what did you think about that as the answer to your question? Um, so I think what you said about things being connected to the earth, I mean, that to me is the greatest source of abundance. You know, like mm -hmm. watching a seed become a plant is just like watching matter change forms under the right conditions. And all it takes is like the most pedestrian things like that we all need, you know, like mm -hmm. water, dirt, sunshine mm -hmm. um, and like nutrients. And so just having like going, having our bodies returned back to the earth and being nutrients for new things mm -hmm. um, is just like in this constant cycle of uh, producing different forms of abundance. Um, but I love that song. I just have to say that I knew my mom would also love that song. Oh yeah, you told me that. And I played it for her at the kitchen table, and she, we look at each other. We both have tears streaming down her <laughs> face, and she like hits me, and she's like, "You knew I would cry, <laughs> rude." Aww. But it just so deeply hits the nail on the head of like that magic of the unknown. Mm. Um, it reminds me, I forget. It's, it's almost like a Peter Pan quote or something, like, to die is the last great adventure. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's, like, kind of leaning into that scariness because the, the wild thing, the scary unknown, is actually what we long for, I think, deep down, even though our minds try to uh, categorize and neatly put things into different containers but like what we in our mind longs for safety and predictability and certainty mm. but like our soul i think longs for having freedom from that from just like leaning into the unknown yeah so when you're thinking about uh, abundance and scarcity is there a particular area i mean we we live in a capitalist society so everyone I guess even the people who have it all, they wouldn't be continually trying to have more if there wasn't something constantly saying you don't have enough. So I think uh, there's a sort of a general sense that when you talk about abundance, we're talking about financial abundance. But there are all kinds of abundance and scarcity. So for you, where does abundance and scarcity, where does that dichotomy live? As like being extremely protective over leftovers so I can have it for lunch the next day. No, yeah. <laughs> Oh my like my boyfriend will be like, hey, uh, can I have some? I'm like, do you want leftovers? <laughs> so like kind of hoarding food in a weird way, yeah. even though I've never gone hungry. Yeah. Not once. And yet I still have this fear of going hungry or like not having good food to eat. Yeah. Um, Which I just I need. That's such a, such an easy thing to just like figure out how to like let go. But. At a much larger scale, I think it's, I think I've like uh, internalized a belief that the things that I love to do will not afford me financial abundance. Mm. That like the things mm. that I love are opposed to a life where I don't have to be really careful about my finances. So I've been trying to just make decisions from, it, it goes as simple as like, like, just getting paid for a gig, like allowing that. Yeah. You know, like sometimes you feel like, oh, it's such an intimate thing to share your songs. And it, it yeah. usually feels more of like a community event, like money exchange can sometimes feel like it dirties it. Hmm. 
But I've been trying to transmute that and think of money as just energy. And exactly. I need energy to do the things that I love. Mm, and I like it's okay to accept that. I don't have to think of it as dirty. I can think of it as just like, you know, fuel for, for more, hmm. which, yeah. And in that idea of money as energy, because I've tried to cultivate that. I've definitely had a, a lot of a similar things that you're talking about, uh, relationship to abundance and scarcity, and the idea of being a conduit for money to flow through. So you're not the place where it stops. Like you get paid for a gig and then you use that money, you make sure that money goes to somebody else and to keep the energy flow mm. going. And I guess it, all, it only takes one person hoarding their leftovers to to, to bust that system. I totally feel that. No, but I'm the same way. <laughs> like, like, stay away from that. Stay away from my leftovers. I save that specifically. <laughs> but at the same time, it's an it's a I think in a way it's a wonderful thing that for you to, like an intimate thing for you to share. It's embarrassing, but it's also I think everyone can relate to that. It's like, yeah. look, I'll give you $20 so you can go get something for yourself, but that half a sandwich means something to me <laughs> like I, it's so ridiculous no, it's totally true and also do you remember last night when i was like oh i have a bunch of like my dad just brought a bunch of lamb to the show so we had we had already eaten but my 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 father came to the the show and had been out to dinner and like had all these leftovers and he was like visiting from out of town so he's like i don't want this so i like stashed it like near some like kegs because i was like they're kind of cold Definitely forgot it. So <laughs> there's this some... morning I re- I was like, oh, there's like a giant bag of lamb in the basement of the Lizard Lounge. So, so I should probably the lizards take... are well fed. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Yep. I was like, should I call them? Uh, so I don't know that I don't think anyone. You could just wait for there. this podcast to come I know, out in I was a just month say, and then see. Anyone hears this and is in it all connected there. I'm sorry. And also maybe you're welcome. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed the lamb. <laughs> That's something I definitely would not eat if I just <laughs> found it. Like if it was like a cliff bar. Yeah. Like I'd take a, it. A bunch of lamb. Like, in, like amidst kegs. That you have no clue how long it's been at room temperature. <laughs> well, no, you're not really you're sad. not a lizard. I That's wanted a, to eat it. Yeah. Well. Do you think I, I should tell pain. them? I really do feel your pain. Do you think I should tell them? Um, I I would prefer not to be on the record about this topic. Oh, <laughs> I, well, I'm I'm an outsider, and I've already gone on record as being uh, that like I I sort of let the chips fall where they may. So I'd let them know. Right. I would call I'm them. Sorry, Billy. I'd be the person who was who had who told them because they're going to be wondering. I know. All right. Cool. Or they maybe I'll they won't it. be wondering all right. at all. But they'll just be able to appreciate. I think weirder things have happened in that basement. Yeah. Oh yeah. Than leftover lamb being yeah. left next to. It the wasn't kids. like I just like, slaughtered a lamb and like left it in the corner. Like it's yes. like it's like in a to go. I actually haven't seen it, so it could be like a. There is a whole church. That's a, that's a kind of a biblical thing, you know, slaughtering a lamb before that your show. That is true. This has been a, a surprisingly biblical session. I'm down with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I had a couple people because I had a couple slots I needed to fill, and I was at church. So I was like, "He was like, why is everyone from your church here?'" <laughs> I didn't like, say why is no, everyone. No, you didn't say that. No. I just, you know. But I, just... I had a, a couple of my musician friends who I play music with in other places, but also at church, and they were here. So we were talking about that. 
But yes, slaughtering a lamb is biblical. That's the that's the part of the Bible that uh, that's that's kind of what the part of the stuff that turns me off. Oh, I thought you were going to say turns me on, and I was like, okay. No, no, no. I I, you know, and you know, Old Testament, New Testament. They're always you know, there's a lot of fatted calves and slaughtering lambs, and I don't like it. Not for me. I mean. Not like I'm a vegetarian yeah, that's, anymore. That's like my so favorite stuff. Yeah, you know? that's what you're into. <laughs> I actually have a song about this. Really? really? Well, it was inspired by killing chickens at the farm, like for food. Mm-hmm. And it was like kind of this mystical experience to like be up close and personal with the yeah. cycle of life. Yeah. But this connects both uh, slaughtering chickens and your leftovers, mm-hmm. and scarcity and abundance Amazing. which is that there's an expiration date so you can't hoard it like you can't mm. just like keep your lamb forever mm-hmm. like it kind of like you can't have your lamb and eat it too like <laughs> yeah. that energy is only available for a certain period of time and if it doesn't match your need let it go hmm. yeah you know, I like it. and I, I like sometimes that. will like, you know, you get told as a kid, like, oh, you have to finish everything on your plate. Like there's starving children somewhere like you should eat all your food. It's like if you don't need the food that's in front of you, you're still wasting it. Yeah. Mm, ooh, yeah. That's yeah. compelling. You're just hmm. wasting it in your gut. Yeah. 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 I like that. Hmm. Well. But just trusting that your needs will be met. You don't have to come from a place of, I'm going to starve if I don't eat these lamb leftovers. Mm. Yeah. You know how I love to add a a good addendum to these things? I also, so there's this line, like the whole poem, which I'm not going to try to recite because I'll mess it up, but you should look into it or you should read it, The Piece of Wild Things. But it's all about like, He's talking about, like, when despair grows in me in the night and I, like, think about, like, what my children, like, what will become of my children and my children's children. And, like, and then he's, like, and then I just go outside and I look at, like, the wood drake and the lark. And and I, like, he says, uh, Wendell Berry says, I rest in the grace of the world and I'm free. And so I just feel like that the the song, like, that's the poem and then by extension the song is, like, to me, very much about just, like, that line, like, the peace of wild things. Like, how do I return to the peace of the wild things? Where, like, they've, like, these little creatures, like, have figured out. Like, they're, like, they're at peace. And, like, they're, like, so much less troubled by all the things that, like, we layer on. I just had a eureka moment. Yeah? I think you answered the question. It's by being present. Hmm. Like a wild creature does not have the construct of time. Huh. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist in that realm of like uh, bills tomorrow, like debts yesterday. Mm-hmm. It it yeah. only has its moment. And then like you think about it, like I might be like, oh, I have, a, I have to pay my student loan. I have to like buy a car. I have to do this. I have to do that. Looking at the energy coming in, look at all the energy that has to go out. It's like, well, if I'm just quiet for a moment, I'm like, I'm breathing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, I love that. I ne- Yeah, that's like a, yeah, I've never thought about that in terms of, like, animals. That is the, the Eureka moment. 
I love it. The pre- presence. Yeah. Actually pertains to our conversation last night when you're, she's like, I'm just so busy this weekend that I can't think about the next thing. <laughs> and I was like, isn't that the, isn't that yeah, the goal? She was like, isn't that good? Like, why are you saying it like a bad? I was like, oh. You're right. But I don't live that way. But if you had to think about all the energy you would need to get through this weekend, you'd be in a panic. Mm-hmm. And then your panic would be its own drain on your energy. Yeah. yeah. That's really true. And it is interesting that, like, I was I was viewing that as, like, a limitation and, like, somehow, like, like a, like, not a gift but, like, a hindrance of, like, I can only think about this thing. But I'm like, maybe I should think more like that. Because usually I'm like, I'm here, but I'm also like there and there and there and there and there. Well, I mean, uh, just to, to add a little a little bit to the stew, the I mean, what you're talking about is, is about an attitude of gratitude. It's like presence. Of, like, I have so much to do. I have so much to do that I don't have mm-hmm. time to think. That's great as opposed to I have so much to do. I don't have time totally. to think. Like, that is the difference between scarcity and abundance. And it's really just a matter of perspective yeah. and gratitude for, you know, for everything. You know, yeah. this is why I do a synchronicity show because when the synchronicity, a lot of, like, we all know when a, syn- when a good synchronicity happens. We ever like, oh my God, this is great. I ran into someone that I have been just thinking about. It. That's fantastic. But rarely do we look at synchronicity, talk about synchronicity when, oh, I got this parking ticket. Whoa, synchronicity. Or, oh, I, I got a cold. Or, you know, or that person, you know, whatever. Like, I didn't get this gig. What a synchronicity that I didn't get that gig. But it's just as much. And you don't really know. And the thing I love about doing this is we're taping this now. It's going to come out a month from now. In the middle of it, I'm in the middle, I'm going to be editing it. And at every point, there are new pieces of information that come to us that create context. Mm-hmm. And by the end, a lot of times someone will get, I don't know what the answer is. But by the end, when it's out, it's so clear what the answer was. It's so mm-hmm. clear how, what, where the question could, like the whole gestalt of it becomes the, its own thing. Mm-hmm. And if you allow it, you know, then you'll enjoy it. And if you don't allow it, it'll still happen. Right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's unstoppable. Right. Yeah. Life is unstoppable. These moments continue. And so that's why the animal that is present in the moment, it's not like they don't get to have the future. They just aren't worried about it Hmm. right so yeah no i i love that i think do you ever find that with your songs what that you write a song and it develops meaning as time goes on that's a really interesting question yes i'm a songwriter yes definitely yeah i i want to say that it must because like i singing a song now that I may have written 10 years ago am a different person. But then also, I don't know, I feel like I usually try to, like, tell a story that, like, the reason that I write so infrequently, Haley just recently spent her August writing a song every day, and I'm in, utterly in awe and just feeling it's great pretty practice. terrible about my, like, no two per year ratio but attitude of abundance not scarcity (laughs) oh man i need to learn from this but like i do think some i have historically been like limited i've limited myself in ways i'm trying to push myself out of of like oh i'm like writing about a particular experience um rather than like kind of like just like writing words and then later being like what did that mean but like some i don't know maybe sometimes i am trying to currently i'm like trying to push myself to write outside of my own life 
Hmm. So I'm like currently writing a song about the lobotomy of Rosemary Kennedy. Whoa. And it's like really fun. And I'm sure, and it's fun because it, well, it's ter- It's not fun. It's like a terrible no, story. No, it's like journal. Yeah. It's, but um, yeah. it's fascinating and it's like a beautifully devastating story. Um, but in that, I think I'm learning. It's like writing about, and I, I write some short stories too. So I feel like I, I write, I find that in those media, like writing like other either fiction or a song about like something that's not my own personal experience is when I end up learning things about myself. Yeah. Like sometimes when it's like already my story, I like come to it with like, this is how I feel. So I still probably am learning about myself in in that, but it's like harder to like be surprised by it. (laughs) Yeah. I think you set yourself up for like confirmation bias. Exactly. When you're when you write something on purpose about a thing, it's like you yes. already have a lens, you already have a framework, but when you weren't expecting to learn anything about yourself, that's when you can actually learn something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, do you feel like you? Like, um, I have had a couple of instances. I had one instance in particular. Um, the song Cape Cod that I have, mm. it's... um. I wrote it actually out of this feeling of like I didn't belong, like um, hanging out with all these people who have known each other since they were like in third grade Mm. and who are so tight and just have like this like pack that's like has messiness and it has joys and it has memories that like bind these people together in this way. And like this is their crew. They don't have like people like satellites, you know, I'm just like a. I'm always a satellite to every crew like that. Like, I have one or two people that I connect Mm. with, but I don't have my pack. So I felt really um, disconnected. And as I was explaining that, so part of that is because I grew up overseas. And um, I think there's, like, this outside looking in thing when when you're a transplant. And I happened to have my best friend from third grade from Nicaragua on Cape Cod with me 16 years after we were friends in third grade. It was my own third grade experience, and I was telling her about this thing. Sometimes, you know, they write a song, I don't know what it means, and then suddenly, like, something will happen, and it'll change the way that I see it. And then I I was like, oh, and there's this new one, and I sang her Cape Cod, and then I was like, so with your friends since the third grade is one of the lines, and we looked at each other (laughs) and just burst into tears because we shared this feeling of being on the outside looking in, Mm. and here we are on Cape Cod with each other, like, belonging for a moment, and it was like this kind of like, wow, like, I couldn't have planned that. Perfect moment of musical synchronicity. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. And friend, thanks for asking a great question. This mm. was the, the guests don't hear each other's questions, so they don't know the through line. But for Katie and I, we're like, there's it. I don't know about you, but I feel like this is just built to this crescendo of like it's just. I'm gonna let it down. Oh, <laughs> that was a beautiful question. It is. It's a. Uh, it's yes. It's a. Uh, it's this has been. It, this feels like it. This answers a bunch of the questions that were asked earlier, mm, and each definitely. one sort of does that. So thank cool. you so much. What a treat. Thank yeah, you. I can't wait for you to hear it. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. 
If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio From the pearl of summer, there's a place the lonesome steal away to lay their weary heads. I pardon the fish who swim, I forgive the birds that fly. It's the people who are ground like me. Can't seem to let go. Who am I but a stone thrower like you? We could knock it all down, but I'd rather make something new. If a hawk was perched above the morning. Say goodbye. I choose to take it as a sign. Some things you must decide. Cause who am I but naysayer like you? We could shoot it all down, but that's just one point of view. That built this house It is made Of clay and shell Two common kinds Of dirt and stone Provide us rooms To fill I fill them with my love I fill them with my sorrow with books and booze and coffee cups Come lay your weary head So who are you who better traveler like me? We could burn the place down But I'd rather wait and see Yeah, who